Part two of the Drinking While Female series is brought to you by North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road over in Northville, Michigan. Also brought to you by Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Follow Better on Draft on all social medias. That's Better on Draft on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook. Find everything that they drink during their show by following them on Untapped Bod Podcast. And of course, you can listen to them live Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern on many different different sites including better on draft.tv facebook.com forward slash better on draft youtube.com forward slash better on draft and twitch.tv forward slash bod podcast thank you to the great women who represent many breweries and companies including m4 guardian railtown eastern market the detroit draft divas and girls pint out stay tuned later this week for our special interview with hennick fenty of omnipoyo stay safe Drink Michigan beer, and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to Better on Draft. This is our special edition Drinking While Female episode. Uh, I'm going to go quick around to see what everyone is drinking. Uh, I am still drinking the Tropical Grenade from Rochester Mills Brewing Beer Company. Uh, It is fantastic. I love the coconut in it, um, and I'm obsessed with milkshake IPAs right now, so uh, they did a fantastic job on that one. Uh, Danny? Uh, I am still on... Uh, Eastern Market Brewing's um, Elephant Juice. This is my number two right now. And it's my last one in my fridge, and I'm very, very sad about it. Oh, no. I'll bring this up. <laughs> That's awesome. Molly? Uh, I am just got a refill of my Vienna Lager um, at Railtown. It's called Gentle Lover. <laughs> Long story behind that one. <laughs> Don't need to go into it. <laughs> uh, Jasmine? Um, Pineapple Market Day, Eastern Market Brewing. Um, I didn't even know this was on tap. I was reading the list because, like, I'm at the brewery, and I was like, Pineapple Market Day? What is that? <laughs> um, so, yeah. What so is I got such an IPA. It's okay. I mean, I, I don't taste the pineapple as much as I thought I would. It tastes like Market Day. Megan? <laughs> Hi. I am drinking, actually, it's technically not a beer. It's a seltzer. Uh, oh. A raspberry mango to smooge lab from home. Oh. Here in town. Is that a new flavor? Yeah. This, oh. is, this was the last one they did. So I don't know if you guys, so they just post them online in their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give you like a teaser and you have like four minutes to order it. <laughs> are you this? I see. And it's crazy. This is it. Which is why I have to get them for my beer oh, fairy. So no. good. So well, you good. know, we, we distribute smooge regulars, the strawberry banana and the pina colada out in the wild. So occasionally I, we get some little extras with it. <laughs> that is the one that I've had is the pina colada. And it's amazing. I know why yeah. people um, pay attention to smooge. Oh, yeah. Kim, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking my second beanball blonde. Love, love coffee beer. All right. <laughs> yeah. So my, my husband brought me that and I gave him, so I'm like, I'm supposed to be drinking beer, not seltzer. <laughs> it's okay. So it's I have another one on deck. I have, hot, I have a hot butcher, uh, double IPA. That would be my uh, next. Transparency. I also have a glass of scotch. So go. Conference and there's an open bar going on right now. That there I'm, you go. but I'm in here. So uh, Danny, why don't you start us out? Yeah, that's awesome. Danny, why don't you go ahead and start us oh, out with sorry. our next topic? I didn't hear you. 
Um, okay. Uh, so I uh, was reading something from a, um, a publication called the Growler magazine. And I think that this took place in, um, uh, I'm not quite sure, but uh, the point of it was that there was a, a brewer's competition and certain beers with um, like sexist names, for example, because you're going to love these. Oh, great. Uh, Thong, thong remover. Yep. Panty dropper. Yeah. That's not great. Pearl necklace were able to win in competitions, but their names wouldn't be published as winners. And predictably, obviously, this made the beer dudes very upset and said very many obvious things like women need to take a, a joke and this is just for fun and why are you so serious? And why do you think that such vitriol, like such animosity, such uh, defense of obviously useless names like this are still happening? This was three years ago. This shouldn't be happening anymore. Not happening. I mean, it's still happening. Like, there's still like, you know, um, can art with like all this, you know, just like, why is this still happening? What can we do about this? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what we said before. I mean, mm-hmm. it was all men all the time. And, you know, as more people of color and women got involved, they started being like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And so basically getting called to the carpet for their behavior and what they're doing. And it's, it's just not necessary. Like it's really not necessary. So my guess is that that is why it's not happening as much as it used to, but it's still, there's plenty of male dominant areas where this is still happening. In your, in your distribution, like you probably, you see a lot of can art and as an artist, I mean, this is something that you're, you know, keenly attuned to. So when you see something like this, like, I mean, is it like, can Especially you our European stuff? Like when we would get yeah. stuff from Europe, like some stuff would show up and I would take it out and I'd be like, hell no, okay. no. And I was like, we're not going to order this again. And then mm-hmm. I was like, and they're like, well, people love this beer. I'm like, I don't care. It's unnecessary. Like there's a difference between, and you know, and I'm an art major for Pete's sake. I used to draw people naked. Like there's a difference between it being artistic and whether it's art or if it's just being repulsive for the sake of shock factor. I'm like, and like, and you know, and I'm a strong believer. It's like the beer needs to speak for itself. Right. If the beer is not good enough, like you're, you're using this can art to get someone to try your beer. Yeah. It's not going to fix the beer. Yeah. And it's like, you need to let the beer speak to it. Don't get me wrong. I love a beautiful label, but it's mm-hmm. gotta be, it's just good in the can as it has on the outside. Yeah. But yeah, it's I think it speaks to, uh, again, coming back to the industry being so young, it speaks to the fact that our industry is growing and we're starting to call people out. And as our industry grows, it gets more diverse because the world is diverse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, crazy. Yeah, and so, like, I think Megan kind of hit it, but like, who's at the table? When I like see things like who was sitting at that table that said, yeah, great idea. Mm-hmm. Let, let's do that. 
Yeah. Like somebody made that and spent time doing it. Yeah. Somebody moved that, got it printed. Someone printed it, put on a kit and no one said anything. Right. That's well, there's a raffle by it. Yeah. What, that, that's, ugh. Yeah. The Brewers would know. I forget who, that magazine that came out with the big spread of the girl that was naked in the brewery. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were just said it was artistic. And I was like, that's so much crap. <laughs> Our <laughs> brewer shakes their head no. I'm sure it's like all my female brewery fr- brewer friends are just like, okay, besides the fact that you can't do any of that, it's so unsanitary. Like, no, no, no. Like, you would never be that naked around this equipment, number one. But like, no, like, why? And it, it like you said, it went through all, it was a huge, like a multi-spread thing. And then we're like, how did this happen? How did this go out there? Like, that's who's at the table. Who approved this? And then there was another, um, there was that article. Oh God, what was that? That little publication. Oh God, that uh, the, it was liquor stores and stuff. It's like a newsletter. It was like an international. Yeah, like a little newspaper. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like the Trader Joe's advertisement thing. I forget what it's called. And there's a guy in there who would always write. He had this special corner where he wrote his article. And it literally was basically talking about raping a girl. And I was just like, what the hell? No, no, like years ago. Yeah, wow, it got got proofread, it got published, it got printed, and it's just like, what? So, I do have a question, I have a couple questions actually based on the conversation that we've been having. Um, one, how does the names and the labels on the beer, um, does that stop you from drinking it? Um, Kim, you've mentioned a few times you love coffee beer. Does it bother you to drink a bean flicker? I don't. Oh, you don't? I don't. On point of it's on the point on the point of the name of the beer, I don't drink it. Okay. I like like the beer. I've had it before, but yeah, yeah it it, mm, it really, really frustrates me. Yeah. I mean there I I won't say the brewery, but there is a brewery I will not drink their beer if it's I will drink anything else but that brewery's beer because of how they've handled numerous situations. I will not support it. I will not buy it. I won't. We have to vote with our dollars, right? I'm like, and we're out. Like every time you pay for that beer that you feel funny about maybe drinking, you are supporting it. Every mm-hmm. single time you buy it, you're supporting it. I'm like, I don't, and I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't pretend I don't know. I am, I know I am an open book. I can't. I mean, okay. Being a person that has a heavy, heavy hand in naming a lot of the beers that go through Guardian, I'm not going to say that we don't have some inappropriate conversations about things that would be hilarious to name beers, but are they name beers? No. No, no we filtered that stuff out. I was like, yeah, maybe not. Or like maybe something. I was like, well, wouldn't it be funny? No, it wouldn't. I'm like, so it never gets past that table. Like, like we're all 12-year-olds sometimes. I'm like, we're, you know, we're not always the most mature. We have those moments, but that's never supposed to go outside the room, onto a label, onto your magnet board or whatever your beer board. Mm-hmm. Right. approved by the federal government. I'm like, never it should never get that far right yeah and i am not all prim and proper obviously by my language i've been using someone just told me i'm swearing a lot and i apologize um but uh 
my role. Uh, it's like, I would like, and I'm all about being sarcastic, but there's a time and place. And yeah. It doesn't translate. And it's like, just because I know you're kidding, the majority of the people don't. So like, not funny, it's just not funny. Like, you know, and for, I think it's, it's interesting to me that, that it happens on can labels. Cause often when I go to the store, there are a lot of breweries that I've never heard of. And if that's my one and only impression of them, I mean, what does that say? That's the only time I've seen their beer. So that's, that's the impression that they're setting for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I recently read an article that um, the number one um, spender at a brewery are women ages 35 to 44, I believe. Awesome. So like we spend more, more money at a brewery average than anybody else does. And yet our marketing is still geared at men 21 to 30. Why is that? I don't think all the marketing is, but I think that big like money put into marketing is, I think that social media, like Megan was saying, has really changed the game. Like small breweries like ours, like mm, we don't really a have the money to pay for a lot of marketing, and then b um, we don't distribute right now. Like we don't have that kind of license, so there's no point. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're right that like mass marketing for the highest level is totally trying to hit like the young drinkers, but. I'm not surprised that women in that age bracket are big spenders. We know what we want and we think we're worth it. So we're going to go out and buy that good bottle of something because we're worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we know what good beer is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When I was laughing when you said, yeah, one of my favorite things is when I have a friend say, well, I don't really like beer. And I was like, challenge accepted. (laughs) Yeah. I do the same thing. You just haven't had the right one. Because guess what? I got a million. And they have a friend that calls me the beer whisperer. Like, what? Like, you have no idea, sister. You cannot tell me that and walk out of here. And it's like, I've converted so many people into beer drinking and I love it. It's amazing. And that's another thing I was going to going back to the whole social media and all that stuff. And, and cause I also worked in advertising. So the Bud Light and the Coors Light and blah, all that <laughs> ego maniacal. Oh my gosh. All those people. I worked with them. They're outstanding. Um, but yeah, when we started and I was like, and I had to do these beer descriptions and it's like, Oh my God, like really, you guys know you've read those beer descriptions when it's like the notes and, and I'm just like, Oh my God, like, and it's like five paragraphs and you're like, it's a Berliner. Can we just like break it down to the basics? Like the ABV, what it tastes like, like if it was made with local produce or whatever, it's like, tell the story, but you don't have to be so full of yourself that you sound like a jerk. Cause that's my thing is like, for me, when I joined, I was super intimidated because I didn't have the knowledge like everybody else did. I wasn't a brewer by trade. And you know, my husband's a Cicerone. And he's been doing it for 20 years. So like, there is no way I will ever be at the level he is because I just haven't, like I said, I don't care about certain things of of that nature. That's just not my bag. Like I care more about the story that goes into the beer and how it was made and why and all that kind of stuff and just what it tastes like. That's all you really truly care about. You don't need to talk down to me and tell me the notes and the back end and blah. I mean, yes, it is good to taste things and do all those proper things. And it's, there's a time and place, but like overall, it's like, oh my God, just get out of your own way. Can we just have a beer and have fun? Like, wow. Doesn't have to be that hard. Doesn't have to be. 
So I try to make it much more approachable. Like you can drink craft beer and you don't have to be, take a course in order to drink it and enjoy it and appreciate it and make it more approachable and more friendly. And like I said, like make people that weren't necessarily willing to try a beer before try one. And so that's all I care about. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I like our brewery. Um, for, you can hear from our head brewer. You can hear from all our brewers. We talk a lot about the fact that it's just beer. And, like, we keep reminding people because we're growing really fast. We're like, hey, y'all, <laughs> it should be fun. It should bring people together. And, like, that's the goal. Um, and good beer does that. Good beer is fun. Good beer brings people together. It does all those things. And I'm just really uh, grateful to be somewhere where we still don't take beer too seriously. But if you want to have that conversation, we can have a conversation. And it's really exciting because, like, when you do talk about, like, more details, you uh, help educate your audience. Because they're like, actually, I really do like New England's. Uh, and now, like, when I come here, I'm going to get New England's. But... Actually, Jasmine, I like double New England's. I don't really like New England's. I like that double because, you know, a little booziness makes it a little sweeter. And people start learning about, like, the beer, and it's like a conversation, and that's, like, the communal part of it. And it's it's fun to geek out about beer. But, like, that's – you can leave it at home, and it gets old. Um, but, yeah, being non-pretentious about beer and meeting people where they are and having conversations is really cool. Yeah. And it, well, cause we sell, cause we do a lot of imports on that stuff. We sell some really expensive high end beers like Cantillon and things of that nature. And so you can get some full on, woo, like dude, chill. <laughs> you know, what's, that's the best part about Cantillon. Mm. If you ever find yourself in Belgium, go. And it's like the most not pretentious thing ever. So like we, Kate and I went, we bought a bottle. We shared our bottle with like three other, you know, pre-COVID. Shared our bottle with like two or three other couples. Two of them are from Michigan. Of all the things, we're sitting in the middle of Belgium. <laughs> we're drinking with people from Michigan. So like, tell me it was Elaine. Please tell me it was a Elaine. I, I don't remember who what their names were. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> It was just just a really sweet couple that like grew up somewhere on like the west side of Michigan. And wow. I was like, okay, not that, but that would have been like, awesome. It was the most normal, casual, and we're drinking like some of the finest beer ever made. Yeah, but it was beautiful. Cool. Yes. I went on um, a cruise in the Caribbean, and we stopped in Cozumel, and I had um, recently read that they had just opened the first brewery in Cozumel. And I had already made friends with the owner of a beer bar there and who he actually texted me because he saw that I had posted, I was at the brewery and didn't make it to his beer bar. So (laughs) because I was doing it, it was my first time like getting off the ship by myself. And I was just like, I'm going to go to this brewery no matter what. And I started talking to the girl that was serving me beer. And it turns out she was from Muskegon, Michigan. And she ended up as, teaching diving there and met this man who wanted to start a brewery and she is brewing beer with him in Cosmo. It's amazing. Awesome. The people that That's you cool. meet just talking to people in a brewery. Life goals. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, speaking of all the different people that you meet, um, we have a lot of 
um, women's groups in Michigan. Um, I know that everybody's seen the Pink Boot Society International group posts. Obviously, Jasmine is drinking some. Um, I think it's amazing. It's so awesome that we have so many different places that we can go um, to talk to each other and not be um, mansplained about beer. Um, groups like Fermenta and Girls Pine Out, uh, the Divas, um, and I believe we've got a Pink Boot Society actual chapter starting in Michigan, yeah. which is really exciting. Yeah, um, I'm sure finally. <laughs> so, my question is: one already? Guys, did you know? Sorry. Go ahead. Is there one in Michigan already? I know they were. Yeah, I just got Rapids an email about one. starting a new one. So, yeah. Grand Rapids has one, but as far as I know, they haven't done anything. So, we literally are just starting a Southwest, uh, Southeast Michigan. That, yes, Southeast. Sorry, <laughs> I was talking about Grand Rapids, so I said Southwest, Southeast Michigan, uh, Pink Boots. Yes, yeah. we literally just got approved like a week ago. Cool. That's awesome. I paid for my membership. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys about your experiences with some of these groups. And I want to start with Molly because I actually met her through Fermenta. Um, and <laughs> so, which is how I found out how awesome she is. So I wanted to ask her about some of her experiences with these. So I, uh, to be completely honest with you, I am way behind the ball here. Um, I just recently joined Fermenta. Um, just because I haven't had time to be honest. Um, but I actually got involved with it through GRCC. So I am starting teaching classes now, um, the brewing class at GRCC and, uh, my coworker, Allison and I are trying to get involved in everything that we possibly can. So now we're like two female teachers in the brewing industry, which is really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm very new to it, but I, one of my good friends and uh, college roommate, Pauline Knighton, is one of the founders of Fermenta. So I, I'm, it's truly a shame that I, it's just now getting involved in this. But, but here I am. I've made it. Um, that was my first Fermenta-like meeting experience. But I've heard nothing but great things. And they just do cool stuff all the time. Um, they're doing collabs constantly. I would love to have them here, um, you know, to host. So... So looking forward to getting more involved there. Yeah, they're great. I'm also in that as well. Okay. Me too. We got some folks here in the brewery right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Fermenta's here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Hello, yeah, it's super hi. cool. That's one amazing thing in the beauty of women. So Pink Boot started as brewery, brewer-based, mm -hmm. and then Fermenta started so they could add people that weren't just brewers, but so they could add, you know, Enthusiasts and ciders, yes. liquor, right. you know, any, any fermentable stuff. And then now, God love them, Pink Boots realize that this is kind of ridiculous. So they've mm -hmm. actually opened up their membership to include the same people that Fermenta do as well. Because mm -hmm. um, And that was one of those things where because of me, what I do, I'm not a brewer and I'm not whatever. So I didn't even think I could join Fermenta. And then I got yelled at by Annette May. Love her. I got yelled at by Annette too. Yeah, like, she's like, you can to... join. What are you talking about? And I was like, was like okay, here's my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> I just assumed. I don't know. And so, yeah, so that was it. And so, yeah, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, she talks everybody into it. She's great that way. She's but yeah, that was, that was one of the first, one of my first like moments, like, cause so we, so when we did, um, it was an international, um, women's day and Horrocks, uh, 
um, Carly, God love her. She created this panel of women to talk with the girls pine out in Grand Rapids to do this event at Horrocks. And so it was a panel made of women, including the fabulous Kim. Um, so had you, were you just starting when that happened or had you? Yes. I think we were like three months old. Yeah, you were like straight, you were a baby. You're a baby. Wee little thing. <laughs> that was one of those things. So at the time we were working with Witch's Hat and uh Aaron from Witch's Hat was gonna mm-hmm. be on the panel. And then Courtney uh Burke, who worked at Batch Brewing, who was one of my good friends in a brewery we distribute, who created the Dick Smasher beer that hopefully you guys all know. Um, they were both going. And I was like, Well, I'm a woman, I wanna go. I was like, you know, but it was one of those things where I was like, I can't, should I, can I? And Mike's like, go. And I was like, oh yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to bring people with me. So I like texted Annette. I was like, do you want to take a road trip? Cause this is when we could be around people. Um, so then I ended up like wrangling. So Annette May came and then um, Carrie Dahlhofer who owns Bean Nectar and then her head of her tap room, Miranda. And then um, I don't know if you guys know Johanna, she's the quality control over at Jolly Pumpkin. She had literally just moved here like the week before from, in, from St. Louis. She worked at perennial and, and that was like, she just moved here. Can she come? I'm like, I don't care. She can get my car. Let's just go. And um, so we literally like drove over to Grand Rapids like a hurricane. And, um, and you guys had that panel. It was amazing. It was, so it was Kim and Courtney and uh, Hannah from Waypost. Um, and I'm blanking on And then Aaron from Andy. Which- Mandy was there from, yeah, from uh, Grim, Grim, Grimsby. Grimsby yeah. and, um, and Brewery Ravant. Uh, and uh, who else? There was a couple. It was an amazing. It was just such a fun thing. And like I, I called Whitney from Speciation. I was like, get your ass over here because she is like the silent worker at Speciation. No one even knows she exists, but it's her and Mitch. It's not just Mitch. And so I was like, everybody come. Like, let's get all the girls. Like, and that's the other thing. That's what I love about this is like, I love to toot other people's horns that won't toot their own horns. It's like, they're just so silently working and working all the time and they don't care. And I'm like, I'm going to call you out. You're <laughs> and so we got together and it was super awesome. And it was just great to get all these females together and just talk. And we all have so many things in common. It was just so much fun just to talk about stuff. And my favorite, one of my favorite things that was said that evening was Hannah from Waypost when she was walking in, um, a guy saw a sign for this International Women's Day thing, you know, and he's like, he's like, International Women's Day. And Hannah's like, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go talking. He's like, well, when's men's day? And she was There's like, always one. She's like, um, every day. Tomorrow. <laughs> Can we just yeah. have one day, please? Thanks. Yeah. Bye. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like that is that, that's what we're doing. But anyway, we're making strides. And I wish I knew you could have wrangled me to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah. Next time. We're going to do it. That story. And I wish that I had known all of you at that point. Yeah, I know. And Marley I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> and like, next time. <laughs> I was being tortured by Facebook and my Instagram posts, like memories. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we're going to do this again. We are going to do this again. Darn it. It was amazing. I'm like, Oh, cool. It would be awesome if we could do this live. Yeah. So, uh, Jasmine, um, I actually met you last year for an International Women's Day beer. Well, I don't even think it was International Women's Day. I think we were just brewing 
Gretchen Whip beer. beer. The Gretchen Whip beer. Nice. Um, and it was with Fermenta and the Divas. So um, what are some of your experiences with those two groups? I, it's For me, it's affirming. It's just affirming that, like, I belong here, that we're here, that we're out here. Because, like, you know, you can be in a day and go to different breweries and, uh, you know, representation matters. And so when you see folks all over one place, you're like, oh, yeah, you like beer, too. We like beer. We all like beer. Okay, I forgot that we were all out here. Things were coming together. I'm just going to go back in my corner. Um, So, like, these kind of affinity groups are really important uh, to come together to remind us that we're not by ourselves um, and for fun, too. And, yeah, I, I love it. And it's a really great time. So it was really funny because my um, 82-year-old grandma, he has Alzheimer's, yes! and she came and brewed with us last year. Oh, and this awesome. year, Barb Baker, our siren of stout, um, brought her daughter to brew. And she oh. has a. we have very similar pictures. I want to post pictures of my grandma cleaning <laughs> out the mash and Barb's daughter doing it. Oh, Barb's mom was awesome here, too. Like, yeah. Her mom is amazing. Let's be honest. <laughs> So um, one of the articles that goes around every year at this month um, is, so this year is a little bit more specific, um, but I've been seeing it every year for however many years I can imagine, um, is the how women dominated the beer brewing. Um, this year, they got more specific in the fact that they um, were accused of being witches, and that's when the men took over. Yeah. Um, basically because, you know, they were making money at it and men don't like us to make money on our own. At least they didn't. I'm going to they didn't. That's not necessarily the way it is now. Um, but the story was um, I got it from the Smithsonian magazine, um, but it was for the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Lakin Brooks, who's a doctoral student of English at the University of Florida. And it tells us about how the alewives, which do you guys call yourself alewives, our brewers here? No. I like it okay. though. Cool name. Yeah. It is a cool name, like oh. but I still will did. Um, about how that we have them to thank for the iconic pointy hats, cauldrons, and cats mm-hmm. that are associated with witches today. Mm-hmm. Um, which and you know, it of course it talked about how the men use those icons to accuse them of witchcraft, which made them shy away from brewing so that they could take over and make the money. Um, So I'm wondering if you actually believe that lore or do you find it all just a bunch of hocus pocus? (laughs) I'll let everybody else talk first, but I just want to talk about Ninkasi um, and the beer gods in (laughs) Samaria, but we can talk about the witches and I'm just like, Ooh, what about the beer God? (laughs) Personally, I think every single one of those things makes perfect sense. Like the tall hat so they can see you in the market, the cauldron to stir the stuff, the cats to eat the mice that were going to eat your grains or whatever. It all makes sense. It tracks. Okay, Danny. (laughs) That was very logical. It's got legs. It's true. It's yeah. It is true. Yeah, I I think they the cauldrons were like their serving. That's where they served it from. Yeah. They weren't even making it there. It was already made, and they were oh, just yeah. serving it from the cauldrons or something in the market. It was like the soup pot. You walked around with your hat. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you get a ladle. Be it here. Yeah. And you'd walk on. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's, it's logical. logical. Yeah, like every year it gets more logical. Like, yeah. Yeah. Was it Tara Nuren? Noonan is writing a book right now on this exact topic. Oh. The pre-sale for it is out. I was like, she's she's with the Pink Boots Society. Um, she's um an officer right now. Oh. Boots Society. Uh, don't have the title in front of me, but it has to do with this. It has to do with witches and brewing, and Very so she cool. did like this whole long research on it but yeah she's doing a pre-sale for her book right now can't wait to read it it yeah. does seem incredibly logical and right? yeah women were brewing the beer women were making all the things that a household would yeah taste and eat and you know that sort of thing it was how we always have been are you kidding always yeah. so it's just so logical i feel like every yeah. year it just gets a little bit deeper and even more believable mm-hmm. first so, woman the very first roadie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walking and drinking. They weren't driving, they were walking. So in honor of um, Women's Month, when International Women's Month, what whatever it is this month, I'm in honor of us. <laughs> Gear Patrol put out a an article. Um, of course, it was written by a man, but um, I think he did a pretty good job. Um, of the 10 best beers made by women. No. Um, I did put a little note in my margin that said, I, I need to look it up. <laughs> as told by a man, haha. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm a real. Like, <laughs> so, in on, it, he brought it out just in time for International Women's Day on March 8th. Um, so, the 10 beers that he focused on were Jagged Mountain Brewery, um, Bases Loaded Kolsch out of Denver. She's um, awesome. Oh, she is awesome. Too. Yep. Fifth Hammer Brewing Smoke and Comb from Long Island. Mm-hmm. You gotta say Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> I can't do that. I wish I could. <laughs> uh, I, I'm horrible at accents. And uh, Guinness Open Gate Brewery Blonde from Baltimore, um, which she just started brewing there, didn't she? I'm pretty sure they just opened a, like a year or two ago in Baltimore mm. for Guinness. Um, New cool. Belgians La Folly, which I probably didn't say that right, um, which I actually tried to find it for this show because I love oh. that beer. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, La, La Folie. Folie. La Folie. Yep. I'm, All right. I'm horrible at accents. Yeah. <laughs> um, Talia Beer Company, um, Sun Up from New York, New York, mm-hmm. New York. The Santa Andreas Rustic Ale Saison, Bernice from Capitola, California. She's amazing. Mm. Uh, the Three Weavers Brewing Company Expatriate West Coast IPA out of LA. The Harlem Brewing Company Renaissance Wit from Harlem. Keeping together the art. I'm sorry, say that again. And I think she's uh, she's the one of the only female black brewery owners there, I think. I could be oh. wrong. So yeah. all of these beers are brewed by women. Right, right. According I, to this I article. I an article about her being, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's also a black woman, which is an awesome, huge deal. Um, keeping together the art, keeping together the art of holding space. I think it's keeping together. Keeping together. It's Avery. Avery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, yes, they she came from Jester King, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and the Hopewell Brewing Company first pills from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, how do you guys feel about that list and what beers did they overlook? I mean, so, so many beers. Yeah, we have so to many, call it out. The fact so, that we're saying like all these beers by women, like you said, Kim, before women brew great beer every day, all the time. Well, they're comparing a wit with a Pilsner with a West Coast with a like yeah. just pick that one style expensive. if this is what you're gonna do. Like or I don't I, understand. Honestly, I would pick ten per region. Yeah. Like, well, I know that you're that he's very coast oriented. Mm. Um, so I guess I should be more specific in that question. In why don't I would like you to tell me a beer by a woman brewer that you feel we need to try oh god so, and it could be one of yours i'm okay with that mm -hmm. because you so, guys we have a woman brewer um, <laughs> i haven't talked about clara because like it doesn't really affect what we do like she's a brewer um yeah. happens to be a woman and she's a fucking badass and our brewers are super cool uh that gretchen whitbeer though that gretchen whitbeer that we collabed on wendy with the draft divas and fermenta like it was a lot of fun but like it was a good fucking beer um people came in and they're like where's the Gretchen Whit beer and we were like oh that that was that was a collab we just like did that we weren't really planning on brewing it again but people kept coming back for it and so like we need to put it back on so we're gonna shout out Clara even Graham liked it and Graham doesn't like beer hey Graham <laughs> So what about you, Molly? How do you have somebody that you think is an amazing beer that you think yeah. you can try? Honestly, I I don't know a whole lot of of other women brewers out there to be to be completely honest. And I and I I mean the only thing I can say is like to drink one of one of my beers because I'm really proud of the product that we put out. Um, and of course, like it's not just a one man game, so it's typically like. Um, you know, we'll, we'll collab on recipes and stuff, but when they're just solely my recipes, that's really exciting for those beers yeah. to get released. That's cool. And I, it, it is cool. And I love too, that we have like these mug clubbers. I used to, I used to bartend next door. So when, I mean, people would ask me over and over again, they're like, is this a Molly beer? Is this a Molly beer? And they just get excited about it. So that's, I mean, that's, it's always really cool. And the family asks the same thing. Like, I think a lot of my family doesn't necessarily understand that I literally brew our beer. Like, they're like, oh, you still working there? I'm like, yup. And like, do you work at night? I'm like, nope, I have a really early morning job. I, I brew everything. So it's like very different from bartending, but they kind of just morph it all into one. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I could pinpoint one. I am really, really proud of one of the IPAs um, that, that I just, actually, this is the second round. It went over well the first time. So called River Trout IPA. Um, it was inspired. I was actually out in Colorado over, over the summer, I guess it was, um, visiting friends and, and caught my first brown trout and then, you know, wrote a beer recipe and called it river trout because brown trout is not an attractive name. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that one, I guess if I, if I had to pick a, a female brewed beer, that would be the one I'd recommend. And I think, I mean, cool. It's a good IPA. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to come and try it. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, come come try them. That's actually um, it's in a fermenter right now, so that'll be out in probably a couple weeks here. All awesome. Right, we'll get that trip scheduled. Yeah. Good. What good. I can send you guys beers too. We can up everything that's on tap, so we don't distribute. Oh, like we just like we just can write whatever is on tap. So I can I can certainly you make something happen. Well, awesome. Kim, what about you? Is it a beer of yours, or do you want to tell somebody else? You can do both if you want. I've I've really been trying to visit as many breweries in Michigan as I could, like as I can. My partner and I love to do that. So I think we've only been to about ninety here. Only, only, because by the time we left Colorado, we had been to about blacker three hundred and something three oh, fifty, awesome. and we hadn't been to all of them. So it's really important, I think, as a as a drinker, me, I love going to see all the breweries. Like, even if it's whatever, it doesn't matter where, even if it's way out there, even if it, somebody has a feeling one way or the other about it, I yeah. want to go visit. So I think of like other women owned women brewed breweries in Michigan. And yes. there really are not that many, but yeah. next time you're up in Traverse city, go to rare bird. Oh, I know. Oh, I love great. them. This yeah, is, this is my is call good. out. Like I want guardian to do a collab with rare bird. Hey, I'll put that on social. Yep. I'll put that I know, on social. I know you're all out there. I'm like, I, I love <laughs> you. Your beer's great. I'm like, you're great. Your pub's great. Food's great. I'm like, it is the the trifecta of like, you walk in, you feel the soul of a space. That's great beer, cool. great food. That I love that cool. place. I love that yeah. place. So uh, real quick before we get to Megan, I do want to um, mention that the Michigan Brewery Map app is available. Uh, that you can use when you are out trying to visit all of the breweries in Michigan. Um, it, what I really like about it is that it will save where I've been because yes. I have been to oh, cool. um, a few and uh, I have to search through my hashtag on Instagram to see if I've been there before <laughs> sometimes. Um, so I'm really excited that I can actually save where I've been and it will give me a list and um I used it in Grand Rapids the other day, and it was pretty fantastic that we were able to um, pinpoint who had um, patios that were open, who had food that we could go to because it was before they actually opened back up, um, mm. and you can get inside. So it, it it's been it's a pretty useful app. I I like it, and it's free. So what did you say it was called? I need this. It is Michigan this. Brewery Map app. Okay. I like that. And they you can always... find it on the Better on Draft page. Yeah. Oh, cool. Link to it. Yep. Yep. They're awesome. They're always asking for updates from breweries too, which I really like. Yeah. Seems like their stuff's cool. just. They really care. They want to make sure everybody gets the best experience possible. Yep. Absolutely. Um, can I ask? I always like to ask people when I do an interview, like, what's your like bucket list beer? Like, I would love to get my hands on, and I know I can. I just I will eventually, but like plenty of the elder. Hetty Topper. I don't really go out of my house a lot. So like, I would love to go to wherever those are from. I don't, I don't know, but. Pliny's from California. Thank you. No, I know that. Okay. For sure. But like, what, what, what would you really love to get your hands on or get from the source? I'm sorry. What was that? I feel what? like I've had a lot of the whales, a lot of the, like I've just, been around the right people at the right yeah. time. Like I remember awesome. being at That's GABF cool. and someone's like, 
Jim Cook's pouring utopias right now if you can run fast enough. And I'm like, yeah, I can run fast enough. I feel like I've been very lucky. So my my goal is to find like all the really old styles from other countries that like mm-hmm. nobody's drinking anymore, but yeah. somebody's been making them for like a hundred years. You know, they're just they're gonna be awesome. Like the like sati's, like stuff that's like poured through juniper trees and like I don't know, you know, just like really, really hyper local styles from all yeah. around the world that people aren't making anymore. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty I want sorghum beer. I want like stuff that people are starting to get into again, but like yeah. really historical classic stuff made by the people that live there. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of satis. Um, sorry, I I just I know that they we met them at the um, I, I I think the Fall Beer Festival 2019, and they said they they brewed satis there. We went there a couple months ago, and they didn't have one on tap, but I'm sure if you check, they could. They're in Brighton. Who are you talking about? Sorry. Oh, Brewery Becker. Brewery Becker. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So you should try a scratch out of I think it's Ava. Yeah. They're amazing, and they have a female brewer, and they do these crazy oh. and they literally scavenge wherever they live to make their beer, and That's it's so amazing. cool. It's amazing. Like, That's cool. I'm, I'm pretty lucky and spoiled that I, I've gotten because of the exporters we work with. So, like for Cantillon, like I've got to hang out with John Van. What he poured poured me beer at Shelton Fest with his son. Like he is the nicest, most down to earth person you could ever meet and it's literally he's like i don't even know what you would call him not mick jagger like he's like like the rock the ultimate rock star of lambic and beer and people like i literally i just remember i stood there with my hands in my pockets i was like just 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 be cool be cool Because he's like, what would you like to have? I was like, oh my god i'll get anything you want to give me i'll drink it i don't care And he's like, this is my son, and da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying, <laughs> dying. But I was going to say, so awesome female brewers. So Adair out of Santa Darius, it's in Santa Cruz, California. She's an amazing human, amazing person. The brewery does amazing things in California. Any of their beers are beautiful. And then Avery, she now lives in Chicago, but she used to be one of the head brewers over at Jester King. And so it's well, and you guys know you work in breweries. So it's like, even when they're, you're the head brewer, you still have help. So I don't know which beers they specifically did, mm. especially with those guys, because they all like bottle them. And oh, then, oh. <laughs> they don't know you need to move. You need to move. The I like, want to yell at somebody. I don't, I don't know what beers they brewed specifically, but Avery, who's in Chicago, she does small batch bottles and she is, oh God, what's the highest level? A master Cicerone. She's one of yeah. the only. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Of, very cool. Men, and at the very like, start of that. Thanks to like the woman yeah. ever. But I was going to say, as far as I have not, Kim, I haven't had your beers, and Molly, I haven't had your beers, and we haven't had any beer festivals for me to try your beers, but I can't wait. Um, But I would say that one female in Michigan, Hannah from Waypost, like, I will never forget the food or lager at Detroit Beer Fest. Dude, the photo logger changed my mind, like changed my life. Like March of last year, right before the world ended, and I have been craving it ever since. I, I want a photo so bad. 
I was right like, down the street from me. Yeah. I was like, I literally, I was like, this is the best beer ever. And then I started they telling are. everybody. And then I was like, wait a minute, stop telling people because then they're going to drink what? it. And I don't get to have any more samples. So it's I was like, I'm not telling well, you. Tour. I seriously thought they had a beer fest before. It was <laughs> so good. Wow. It was amazing. So There's good. um That's like a small catch world. too. <laughs> Go ahead, Jasmine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Small World, one of my teammates from high school, she started a Cascale program in Baltimore with uh, Union Craft Brewing. Uh, She's one of their brewers, Lynn Pernobis. Um, I message her every so often. Haven't seen her in years, but I was like, man, we went to high school. I'm from Maryland. Um, We went to high school together, and now, like, you're a head brewer, and you brew Cascale. That's, like, really fucking cool. (laughs) That is yeah. very, very old English. That's so cool. They hardly yeah. know that in England, you know? Yep. Specialty, like, knowledge. That's amazing. Yeah. And we just happen to be from the same town and played softball That's together. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. That is cool. What sort of thing, Molly, would you like to get your hands on? Oh, goodness. Um, I love to go through, and this is just purely like a – I want to know the um, like the commercial examples of specific styles of beer. Okay. So really the only resource I have for that is like the BJCP, yeah. you know, guides. And I, I love to go through the list on those and find as many of those beers as I can find because I want to find like the original, what, what it was supposed to taste like then. And can I recreate that? That's um, yeah, I, so that's that's a huge challenge because it, it is so hard to find a lot of those beers. Um, we had at, at school they were able to I don't know how but they were able to get their hands on a lot of beers for the sensory class. So I had a lot of those while I was there. Um, and since then I've it's been like a personal mission to find them. So that's that's all I look for. Any any and you find them at places you wouldn't expect, which is yeah. which is kind of the cool part. So. Um, yeah, so the hunt is always on. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. In particular. I just said, yeah. Oh, the- goodness. Um, so I'll just give you the most recent. Um, we just brewed a Doppelbach uh, a few months back, and it was our first like big, big lager. Um, and so I went through, and I, I mean, I, there's, there's probably a list of five or six that I could probably find for you right now. And I don't know that I do. I pronounce them correctly okay. might be an issue. Um, so but let we, me see it. When we first yep. started, we only had Shelton at our Shelton portfolio and almost, I would say 80% of it was European. And I was, was it really, I can't pronounce any of these things. I mean, <laughs> we were like, Stahi Paha, like it, we were, we had beers from Estonia. Like it, I, I'd be like the one with the pear. Like I, because I'm a, <laughs> art person like I would memorize the, the labels and stuff yep. right that's that's what I do I look yeah, for the label now like, I have to I have to google that. it first I, I had a friend that had us looking for a um cherry a beer with a cherry on it for probably two years it oh took before oh we gosh. found it at Ashley's beer fest oh my gosh it was, was it? Belgian fest not beer fest was it just um, a Atlanta? while you're looking that up real quick I just want to point out that we got a donation alert um, we had a $20 donation from Chris Boyla. I don't know oh. if that's how do you say it. Viola. Um, that's, okay. Yeah. My husband. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Hell yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, Better on Draft is going to send that to Fermenta. If you want to donate, you can go to um, HTTPS www.betterondraft.tv and click on the donate button. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. So, Molly. Okay, yeah, I found these. So, one of the ones I was looking for is Trogue's Troganator. You know how the the Ader name goes. We called this beer the, we called our Doppelbach the Vaccinator, like very appropriate (laughs) to to the time. I was pretty proud of that one. Um, And also couldn't believe that no one's named a beer the Vaccinator before. Right, like mind blowing. Out in the open, yeah. Okay, so Troganator. Um, there was an Andisher Doppelbach Dunkel and Anger Celebrator, which I had, and I've also had Vines Defoner before. Um, so those are the three I've been looking for. So Vines Defoner at the source. Oh, Polliner, and the Spotten Optimator on that list are all for sale at Horrocks. And the like, are they really? Yeah, so I teach a fall, well, I teach a monthly beer school at Guardian. Yeah, okay. We, we did two beer schools in September this past year, so we did like okay. classic fest beers, and then we did all other random German styles, and so we did like oh, cool. and stuff. And I'm German, beer. yeah, goes okay. and whatnot, but. Yep, Horrocks. I I've I've probably looked everywhere. I go to Horrocks all the time, so it's really embarrassing that I haven't seen it there yet. <laughs> oh, like August and September. Yeah. Well, okay. and I'm in Ohio okay. right now, so I'll look for the trogues for you. Mm-hmm. Sweet, thank yeah, you. Like Pennsylvania, I think, um, right? They're yeah, in Pennsylvania, they, but they so. sell it here in Ohio. I only know that because right. Trogues Madoff is my number one favorite beer ever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Favorite. My okay. partner from St. Mary, I'm like. Just right down the road. You're in a right. lovely, lovely part of Ohio. Yes. yes. <laughs> the parents are from Southeastern Michigan. Is. So anytime yeah. I need to get my hands on anything. Yeah. I go to, uh, oh, they're right by Ohio. So that's, I mean, I go there for, you know, three Floyds and whatever else I can't get my hands on here. Never been to three Floyds yet. I think they actually just closed they their closed. tap room. Was that, was it them? Okay. I thought it was Sun King. Yeah. Okay. No, and and I'm surprised by that. I don't know yeah. the whole story there, but okay, yeah. Um, Danny, I do want to say you can't you can get um, Pliny. The last time I was in Colorado, I know you have to go out west. I'm not sure what states they distribute to, but you can get Pliny in Colorado. Oh, I need to get like a shipment for my friends there. Oh, really? <laughs> I really um, love to know. You, do you really want Pliny the Elder? Is that what you're looking for? Because I, I, mean, I, I can talk to some people. Because Megan can talk to some people for us. Can I talk to you later? Offline. Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia had Pliny the Elder on tap when I was there. Oh. Um, I did um, make a little magic happen. My beer fairy and I got together with another friend who had a friend in California who managed to get me Pliny the Younger this year. Uh-huh. I saw that picture, yeah. Was Which was one of my whales. Uh, my other one is Tapling Goliath, KBBS. KBBS, yeah. yes. I, I'm from Iowa. Did I tell you that part? Uh, <laughs> I So close. It's, it's only a 14-hour drive. <laughs> and that's the only way you can get there. So I don't know why I haven't done it yet. Decorah, I actually have family buried in Decorah, Iowa. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> but you've probably much. had it then, haven't you? I actually, no, I'm not, I haven't had that one. And it's so funny because it, it's so weird. Like being from Iowa, um, yeah, so I've, 
my favorite toppling Goliath beers aren't even the big ones that everybody talks about. Like I love Skull and Money. Like there, it's the random ones you can get at the Hy-Vee, which is mm -hmm. our version of Kroger in Iowa. Um, so yeah, so it's just funny. But like, I have to go to Ohio to get it. What? I have to go to Ohio to get anything toppling Goliath because it's just as far for me to drive to Ohio to get it as it is for me to drive to Oakland or Macomb County to get it. Where are you in? Oh, Ohio? that's fair enough. Yeah. I'm in near Wasteland in Garden City. Yeah. So um, we are getting close to the end of our time period, though. So I do want to ask one quick question. Um, what is your guilty pleasure beer? What is the beer in your fridge right now that um, you are drinking that is not yours? Oh, I We'll drink start with Kim that. this time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you already sound embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm not embarrassed. We I have we have two fridges. I'm kind of oh, crazy. Uh, I definitely get I the energy three. reports. They're like, you use too much energy. So we have a fridge in the garage and a fridge in the house. Same. Is anything from like Mexican lager and Guinness? Oh, yeah. My guilty, guilty pleasure because yep. my boys in Colorado is Coors Banquet. Okay. I love Coors Banquet. It's yeah. what all the brewers drink in Colorado. They're the, the guys from Coors are so good to the craft brewery, like people there, like I was able to buy some like refurbished equipment from them, like testing equipment before I left town. Like, so Coors Banquet is definitely my guilty pleasure, but we always got some like Corona and Guinness in the, mm -hmm. in the house. And then in the garage, you have the Cancion and the aging, you know, Imperial Stouts. Yeah. So we're a weird. Oh, sorry. Me? Yes. So my maiden name is Miller. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and my nickname in college was High Life for Genuine Draft. <laughs> oh, the, the champagne of beers. Uh, I'm a High Life girl. That's so. my guiltiest pleasure. And my by, my favorite beer on the planet was uh, Off Color did a collaboration with Miller called Eek. And oh. so they literally, so like Miller, because the head brewer at Off Color, which is a brewery in Chicago that we work with, mm -hmm. um, is so obsessed with champagne. Well, Miller High Life. That So the brewers came over there. They brought their yeast and everything and basically used the ingredients from Miller High Life to make a beer Off Color way. And it was it's the most amazing thing. So I we had four bottles. We're down to one, I think two, that we hide in a very corner in our little beer cellar. But, um, <laughs> That's my treasure. Um, but yeah, so Miller High Life definitely would be the, but I found it, I found a substitute. I don't know if you guys have ever had Upland uh, Champagne Velvet. See that, that was going to be mine. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> I froze. Jasmine. Oh, me? Yes, Jasmine. Um, I don't think I'm a beer nerd as much as everybody else. <laughs> I'm over here like, I mean, people put things in front of me and I drink it. <laughs> so uh, uh, like Kim, I am a former rugby player as well, which I want to talk to you a little more about. Kim, oh, I want to know what position you played. Cool. <laughs> and so uh Yingling is something I drank a lot of back in college. Uh, th and that was like the nice stuff. Drinking Yingling feels fancy. Right. fancy. <laughs> um, so you'll see Yingling um, and Pressed. Pressed is a seltzer you can get from Costco. And it's really great. 
<laughs> and I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> and Molly. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to be completely honest here and I'm almost ashamed to admit it, but I'm, I grew up in a cornfield, so don't judge me too hard. I mean, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Judgment free zone. Judgment there we go. All right. So, I mean, I grew up, I grew up drinking, you know, Bush Light, yeah. Bud Light, Coors. Yeah. I'll drink them all. But my, um, I think my go-to all the time, guilty pleasure, if, if I'm going to drink a beer and I can drink it whenever, it's Bell's Lighthearted. I absolutely love it. It's just easy. It's, okay. it's simple. It's clean. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a good beer. And if I'm not drinking that, I drink a lot of seltzer too, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's, wait, do I, I love that that's a dirtier it? secret than Miller Lite now. <laughs> I can't help it. I just, it's, it's light. And sometimes you don't just want to drink. A, I mean, I always want to drink a ton of beer, but yeah. I know. Yeah. No, low ABV, like water. It's all good. Yeah. Yes. And I need all the boat beers. Oh my God. So yeah. So that was winter beer fest, uh, speciation uh, and drafting table did a collab called good hydration. And it was a Kolsch. Uh, and- yes. it was no Joe, It was good hydration. You literally felt like you were drinking water. Cause it, there I, you I go. Beer fest, it's like, Oh my God. If someone gives me another stout, I'm going to vomit. I'm done. No, yep. <laughs> oh my God. Like the lowest ABV was like 8%. And it was like, you could pour it out. I was like, no more. Always got your back. Always. <laughs> I'm like, I wear a cider. I need a lager. I need anything. I was like, anything. Nothing dark. I don't want any more dark. I can't do it. Yeah, because that was another thing. Because I was not a beer pro. And so the first beer fest I went to. It was a winner. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It's summer beer fest. No, oh, sorry. Summer. <laughs> 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody, nobody knew me. I was like an enigma. And so they're like, you're Mike's wife. Try this, try this. And I didn't, I had never been to a beer festival like that. And I have good manners. So I wasn't going to be like, I'm good or no, thanks. I'm like, <laughs> you learned quick, like, did I you? I didn't know the whole, like people just like, or yeah, like, try a sip, toss All it All the time. Yep. <laughs> I didn't be gone. I didn't even know where water was. So like it was 180 degrees and every brewery, like they're just like shoving. I was like, okay, okay. Cause you're hot and you're thirsty. So you're just drinking whatever. And yeah, I was like, I still remember. Oh my God. That's my favorite beer festival. All right. I, I love so it. we are out of time. I didn't remember so- meeting a lot of people, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> We are out of time. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. Danny, real Thank quick, you. what's your guilty pleasure beer? Oh, Me? Yeah. Yep. Real quick, uh, Hams, Champagne Velvet, Lighthearted, um, Cerveza Del Rey. Yes. All That's right. Yeah. Those are fantastic. I'm a high life girl. Um, I don't buy it very often, but I do when I need it. I don't. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming out, ladies. I really enjoyed it. I hope we get to see you guys on the show again. Yes. Um, this would be the wrap for Better on Draft Drinking While Female. I hope we get to do this again sometime. Um, and no matter what you think, wait, hang on, I got to do it right. No matter what beer you think is the best, we think it's Better, better on Draft. Better on draft. <laughs>
You can join the boys too. We have no problem with that. <laughs> right? Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy you guys are all here. I love you so much.